Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. <laughs> Switching out to DJ Ryan Ripley. DJ Ryan. <laughs> you know, that's kind of my new rep reputation in our classes, Todd. <laughs> I know. I've been called the DJ lately. We've been spinning some 80s tunes during- uh, Rick rolling people. I have been. That's been a lot of fun too. We Rick rolled a, a class last week with- uh, <laughs> Well, I'm not going to give it away in case people out there ever join yeah. us in a class. You will get Rickrolled at some point. Yep. And and some of you uh, will get some vanilla ice, too. It's possible. It's very, yeah. very possible. Yep. <laughs> All right. Must developers be full-time on a scrum team, Todd? Yeah, this is uh, this. I think this is another one where I think that there is so much... Um, I'll be honest. I think there's this, there's so much blown out of proportion on this that sometimes I think that as a community we get so dogmatic about things. Yep. Right? I I think by now our listeners or watchers, um, how are YouTubers, know that we're we we tend to be pretty pragmatic. We take some stances on things, um, and we also believe in the Scrum value of focus. And I think that applies ninety uh, percent of the time. But sometimes you need some part-time help in your team with something special like DevOps or oh, yeah. UX or something like that. Something that needs to happen here. So uh, must developers be full-time on a Scrum team? Short answer, no. There are some caveats, as usual. I feel like it's... Well, I, I mean, look, are we going to have a, an architect on every team? Are right. we going to have a subject matter expert you know, on every team? And the answer is, of course not. There are going to be types of work, you know, are we going to have a, a senior DBA, a database administrator on every, no, it's not going to happen. There's going to be people that, that kind of platoon in and out that help us as we need their expertise. Um, but the caveat, one of the caveats I would put out there is our core team needs to be pretty solid and they need to be together and work yeah. together frequently. And they need to, that that kind of bonding and and forming and storming and norming and performing the, the Tuckman model, I think is important. I think that's how we start that quest towards high performance. Um, and so that's important, but must developers be full-time on a Scrum team? Of course not, the Scrum guide doesn't require that. Now, are there benefits to that? Mm -hmm. I think I would say, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I really like what you said there. The really the core of the team, right? The core of the team able able to really uh, be there together. People aren't Legos, right? We're not p- picking them up and moving them all around constantly. I think there's um, things that happen that uh, 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 like Tuckman's model, right? They kind of prove that it's not uh, beneficial to do that, but. Ultimately, there could be some special skills that your teams need to borrow from time to time uh, that or maybe there's a, you know, a person that has is has skills that are shared across a, a, a scrum team or two, uh, like you were saying, architect, DevOps, really specialized stuff. So I, I think that's the case for not I don't think it's a smart idea to just move people in and out all the time everywhere. Yeah, it's something else I want to caution about. So let's say we have a developer, you know, let's say it's a full stack, you know, software engineer, and she's on two teams. This is where we're kind of <laughs> going into some dangerous territory, right? Mm-hmm. So now how as a product owner do we forecast and plan when we have people shared amongst teams who are supposed to be committed to delivering uh, an increment, you know, each and every sprint? And, and so this is where we get into the, well, I'm going to spend half of my time here and half of my time there. And the context switching comes into play where a lot of time gets lost because there's that's where we need a, a scrum master to make those costs visible, mm-hmm. to, to challenge and to push back. And actually, we need product owners to show a little pride in their, their product efforts as well. Look, product mm-hmm. owners, you are funding product creation, right? Are you happy having a part-time team? I'm not. Why would I spend my money there? And so I, I think this is something that we need to think about. We need to really look at. So we gave some examples where this the the full time isn't necessary. We talked about you know having a core team, but if we're sharing amongst different products or projects, yeah. uh, you know core people, that's an issue. Trouble, yeah, big uh, time. Because all the stuff like you were mentioning, context switching, focus. Um, quality is going to go down. It's really hard on people to do that. Um, so I, yeah, I think. I think that uh, I think that makes the case, right? The answer yeah. is the the answer is be reasonable, but if it's a core team member, it's not a good idea. There we go. All right, let's switch it over and talk about all of these end kind of items here. We've got some videos below. Please check them out. The algorithm picked them out specifically for you. Check out our socials at Agile for Humans on most major platforms. Like and subscribe. We've got a lot of things coming. An Agile Metrics show. We work with Vacanti quite a bit on fixing your Kanban. Fixing your Scrum will probably be making a comeback here in a little bit. Lots of good stuff. Um, Yeah, just don't miss an episode, right? So like and subscribe. Um, You know what? We hope you take this information. You talk to your team. See what can work. Uh, Let us know in the comments how you handle it. And uh, we'll check that out. Maybe turn your comments into a new video. Until then, I'm Ryan Ripley. The other gentleman with me, professional scrum trainer, Todd Miller. Yep. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and scrum on.